Shall we begin? Right. Can we begin? Let us. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back for another episode of the Randin Podcast with Rafi and Chandra. Huzzah! I'm trying. We're still going. <laughs> episode 15, even though we just released episode 14 today. <laughs> but hey, this is how we become content people. Yes, that's right. We, we're becoming professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or, so... How are you? <laughs> well, it's a mini-sode, first of all, so we, we, we better put timers on because the last one went for 70 minutes after editing. <laughs> uh, all right, so how are you? But five-minute timer, so that if we do each segment, we should be just over 15, 20 minutes. Uh, TikTok on. Uh, I've been good. I've been good. So last week I had off. This week I like did a full week of work. Um, but still in the sort of refreshed kind of state. I'm less cranky than before. Uh, That's always good. Yeah. So a couple of bits that I started was um, I want a new pair of headphones. And as you might know, I have way too many pairs of headphones already. Yes. Way too many. So I know they're being sold off some of them. Well, oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I don't know if you can see this, but this is the Sony's, the Sony XM300, the earbuds. I've got the AirPods that I normally go running with. There's like the Jabra ones that are really good for call quality, but anyway, um, they don't really get used much. There's the Sennheisers. I think you sold those ones. Uh, yeah. There's like a BO Play a, a E8s, the first gen ones. Anyway, headphones are like my crack cocaine. I just, yeah. <laughs> so. And the next one that's coming is. Dot, dot, dot. The Bang & Olufsen EQ, which looks amazing. Okay. It's totally different. It's totally magical. It's, it's going to replace all the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll definitely be the only one. Okay. They're freaking expensive, yeah. but supposedly these are the first ones. Um, well, the Neuros are meant to be because Neura released like an in ear one as well. The you know the, um, but yeah. their core quality is shocking. Whereas oh, right. these are meant to be like the same level of noise cancelling as if you had like an over ear ones, according to some of the reviews. But they actually have mm. been forming mics, so the core quality is not too bad. So it's like ah, well, it's like the two things I actually want, um, noise cancelling and that. Uh, so but it sounds like. AirPods. Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> pretty good because they're better. Pretty good cancelling and pretty good uh, no, no, no. audio for... Best noise cancelling, no stalk, uh, big important <laughs> difference. None of this like weird crap coming out of the ear. Yeah, it just blends mm-hmm. right in. So anyway, so the challenge is uh, for like for a month, I have to run 5Ks at least five times a week. Or if it's like, because yeah. it's Melbourne, if it's, it, there are, it, it's a not greater than zero chance that there might be gale force winds and that might be a very stupid idea. Um, Indoor run okay? We're in lockdown, man. There is, like, I can't do five days oh. <laughs> indoors. <laughs> Sorry. Don't <laughs> next month, I don't foresee us coming out of lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if we're putting down any bets, I would put Melbourne coming out with vaccines. <laughs> yeah, so that would be the easy way out. So if I can't do it, um, then it's 50 push-ups, uh, 50 squats, and 50 lunges. That seems easier than 5K, run. It is, but the thing with it is that 
it's also for days where it goes for say like i would rather go for a 5k run um but mm. the original was 100 the problem is that those are the days where i'll be stuck in theaters for like 15 18 20 hours so i'll come home and actually not like as in it's one of those ones where if i know i have 100 there's no way i'm gonna be t- like game enough to try it um and it's also, I can't divide it up at work at the moment. So normally, like back before COVID, I used to do push-ups, like put gloves on and just do push-ups. But now every surface is potential COVID, da 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 Yeah, you can't, like, you know, you can't bend those rules. And it's also not the time to do it, right? Like with an N95 yeah. on, because at Western, I have to have N95s. Like it's actually pretty hard to do anything. Like the other day, I took my mask off and my lower lip was swollen because I was like, breathing like this for like 10 hours. Um, so it's because of that that it's easier. I'm not sure proper N95s are different to the regular masks. Oh my god, yeah, they're painful. Like especially the ones that I got fit tested on. So the there's a BYD, which is the nicer one, and there's the 3M one. The 3M one is like what I imagine if you've ever played Half Life, the face sucker aliens. It's it's <laughs> I, it just yeah, like you come on come away with like an imprint of the size of the mask stuck onto your face but that's what their n95s are there that's how you know it's working yeah so they work but it's yeah so it's kind of like those are things i should be able to do with those constraints like i might be able to do lunges and sit-ups uh it's not sit-ups uh squats with n95s i wouldn't be able to do push-ups not well anyway but at least i can Mm -hmm. do them in divided settings um whereas a hundred is what the original was. I was like, yeah, like doing 300, like there's no way, especially if it's like one of those unexpectedly long days that I'd be able to pull it mm-hmm. off. So the chance of just quitting the goal is too high. This is better to have something achievable. Yeah. And also like genuinely, I would go f- rather go for a run. So that's why it's structured like that. It's for the, like if I'm not, <laughs> yeah, it's most likely going to be work-related, but in case it's weather, eh, nicer break. So anyway, I get to get myself those, uh, even though it currently feels pretty bad because I probably don't need getting set. You're going to uh, also add to that that you will get rid of one of them. So when you come you back, won't... can you get rid of them? <laughs> <laughs> Chief EA officer is unfortunately in WA currently. What? As the eBay salesman, I'm in WA. <laughs> yeah, I have one can get back. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, oh, it's already been five minutes. Um, so it may be a slightly longer episode, um, is I'm reading a new book called Story Worthy. And it's definitely, definitely worth it. Like, as in, I've only got through two chapters, but it might actually help with podcasts and whatnot. It's, it's about actually taking the everyday stuff and crafting a narrative around it. So... There's supposedly a podcast called The Moth. I've never heard it, but they do like these live tapings where people just come on stage, like there's professionals and da da da. Um, and they come on and they try and take just like a life story, like a real, like it's happened to you, not just made up and craft it into something okay. that's entertaining. I was like, that's kind of what we're doing in a weird way, like trying to find the tangential, like how the random affects the everyday angle to it. But yeah, so that book. I'm currently reading it at the moment while I'm going for the run. So I should be done with it, hopefully, by the next episode. Um, so I'll see. Let us know if you see any nice. difference between before, like now, and after as to uh, the quality of the episode contents. This could be an interesting experiment. Let us know. Yeah. Anyway, what, what have you been up to? 
Well, I uh, just got in, got back from Albany, um, which is the bottom sort of tip of WA. Okay, is it Albany? Uh, and they've just or driven Albany? back to Bunbury. Is it? Hello, say it again. Is it pronounced Albany or Albany? Oh, oh no! <laughs> Turns out the internet is very bad in Albany and in Bunbury now. <laughs> I believe there was another little dropout there. Ah, no, I was just wondering, is it pronounced Albany or Albany? I believe it's Albany. Okay. All right. I've been calling it We're Albany all this it. time. Yeah, because I think I used to call it Albany as well. And then I think I was being told that I was wrong. Ah, well, there you so go. At least the locals are spoken. Yeah. Or somebody's just pranking me. <laughs> Anyway, you're back at Bunbury. Jeez, Western Australia has a whole bunch of variety. They seem to have gone from A to B with a brewery at the end. <laughs> and a bit, don't forget. Yeah. But uh, no, pull, pull, pull back into Bunbury. Um, I did for the first time get a bit of range anxiety with the car. What? With the Tesla. So it's, I'm supposed to get a good 500Ks out of it, but this was much less than that. Initially, it said I'll arrive with 20% of battery uh, to go, but um, I only made it with 3% battery, which is like, oh, that's kind of pushing it a little bit, Yeah, um, which was not ideal. At the end of the day, uh, I didn't, there were charging stops along the way, which I didn't bother using, which yeah, I probably could have just stopped for a you know coffee and that would have sorted that out um, instead of having to emergency charge at the end. But uh yeah, so that was something new. But it also brought up an interesting thing, which is that I think the whole uh, cables for electric cars are going to become an issue. Now, as an Apple person, this is definitely <laughs> not an issue anywhere else. Yeah, no dongles um, required. Yeah, so this is definitely not a thing at all. Um, but I can see how it's going to be an issue as we go forwards, because I'm pretty sure every car manufacturer is going to have, um, their own proprietary charging cable. Um, and I can see how every charging network is going to want to have their own proprietary charging cables as well. They're not, they've actually already done the Alliance. Have they? Yeah. Like they've actually formed three major alliances. So there's Chatmo or CES2, which is I think the Tesla one. Yeah, that's the Model Three. Yeah, but I think the Model S is different, isn't it? No, so that's still. I think it's the old version of the CES2, which you can't like the current ones into. No, no, right? but they're, they're switching the. So they. So the the difference between the two is that the old version, the uh, battery mm. chemistry, couldn't accept as high an output. So it's missing mm -hmm. the two prongs. Um, basically, the two prongs um, have a DC to DC adapter. So basically, it just pumps direct correct current straight into the battery. So it's a far, like it's basically as they go forward, the CS2 connector supposedly is forward compatible. Whereas back then there was no battery, like as in it was just like the old lipo battery strung strung together. So mm. that standard will drop off, but it's like an it's kind of like USB, right? It's all US like USB one at one end, but it's like the micro USB and onwards. So it's just um, the yeah. So that's a test. I'm hoping it continues that way because I can definitely see how it will be pretty tempting for 
any of the car manufacturers to have their own well not proprietary see the thing is it, it used to make sense because like you know sony days and whatnot if you have a proprietary format you could charge royalties well the problem mm. now is that a you have to develop it then you have to develop the infrastructure for it and all you're trying to do is get some royalties out of it whereas with all of them because they have the uh, id recognition thing you can just jack up the price for your brand you don't need to do that entire r d cycle like you can just say that if you park a Merc, the Merc's charging is X or whatever, right? Yeah, that's true. So I don't actually think that actually they want to do that. There might be some advantage if someone comes up with something that's super slimline and super high voltage and it's very different. Um, Sounds like a lightning port. <laughs> oh, God. It's like the bent. Like, seriously, like, I, I have the AirPods because they are pretty good even for Android users. But, like, the one one crappy thing about it is the lightning port. Why they keep... Actually... Is that lightning port? It's smaller. It's better. <laughs> Europe is really about to ban it and compel Apple. And if they do, I might actually actually switch back because I'm like, oh, USB C's back. I, I did see some talk about that. And I reckon Apple's way out of it is they're just going to take the charging uh, port out entirely and make it wireless. Fine, fine. But then get rid of the magnets. The magnets are stupid. It's going to wipe my credit magnets cards. Amazing. <laughs> Can't believe like That's Apple gave up on the airport. What was it called? Air power charging mats and like some small companies made it happen. Yeah, that's true. They did look pretty when they showed the preview pictures well, of it. Like for anybody who's curious, it was supposed to be a mat that uh, you can just lay out and you can charge all your devices wirelessly on it. But, the uh, difference was that like as compared to other ones that you could put it anywhere. You didn't have to line it up with like, you know, just the charging coils just right. Um, but turned out that didn't work as well as they hoped. Yeah, and so, they gave up. And small companies have managed to pull that exact thing off because there's one on my coffee table just like five meters away. Must be a hoax. Fake You've news. Tried it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, um, yes. So cable life. I'm just hoping that that. I think the whole electric vehicle thing will keep going. It was interesting because got pulled over for a random breath test, and two cars behind me was another white Tesla. <laughs> and even the police guy was like, "Yeah, what are the odds? There's two Teslas." <laughs> No, supposedly this is like the between Bunbury and Albany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because like really the, the uh, wait list is growing because the Model Y is becoming available in certain markets. But oh. because of the chip shortage, they're ramping up, is slowing. Well, all electric, like new cars are slowing down. But the electrics, because they read more chips than normal, uh, the backlog's growing. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. So oh, hence the uh, model yeah. S plaid or whatever it's called is like already 2022. Yeah, when I, when I was looking, at it, I was like, oh yeah, I wonder when that what what that costs. And it said delivery August 2022. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> well, I think they delivered 25 in the US and then kind of just so they could say, yep, we've delivered, and it's not just one, and the rest have been like really slow going. Like people are getting them, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on because it's already been like. 20 minutes. Random interlude. All right, next segment. I wanted to ask you, what's something you've read or seen or heard multiple times, like the same thing over and over again, but each time you've gotten something else out of it or it's meant something different? Does that make sense? Yeah. So 
I think this is a book which I've only read a couple of times, actually, but I distinctly remember what I've gotten out of this book is different each of the times. It's The book is called The Alchemist by Paula Coelho. Oh, yeah. Um, so I won't, you know, give away the entire story or anything, but it's basically just the tale of a shepherd who's kind of on a, on a decides to go on a journey. Um, that'll do as a generic kind of tale slash story of it. Well, it's also very woo-woo, I, I got to say. It's, it definitely goes into a bit woo towards the end of it. Um, but reading it, initially I remember when I first read it, it was more about, ah, oh, like take charge of where you want to go and just, you know, go there. Um, yeah. I think at the time that was when I was sort of thinking about, you know, oh, should I do my fellowship in the US and should I do more of the health tech stuff and all this sort of stuff you as well. You read it that late? Yeah, quite late. Oh, Never okay. really got into it. It was like a big, huge thing when we're in med school, end of med school? Hmm, nah, only a few years back to me that I first came across it. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of what I took away from it this time and from that time. But then I remember actually reading it pretty recently again, a few months ago. Uh, and what I took away from it was a little bit different. And it was the whole thing about, oh, if you are on a journey, there will be, you know, stops along the way. Um, and for example, right now it feels like, oh, I'm kind of, you know, just had a bit of a stop along the way of something. What that is, not sure. But it kind of is was two parts. One is a reassurance of, oh, yeah, you can have stops along the way and it actually does make a lot of sense and you can get a lot out of those stops. But then also just to keep in mind, oh, there might be something else that you're actually working towards as well. So don't just sort of, you know, with the stop along the way. Is your stop along the way, are you, are you talking about Albany or are you talking about something else? <laughs> Uh, I'm always just talking about sort of, you know, doing, doing clinical work stuff. All ah, right, uh, right. Because I would really like to do some non-clinical stuff before I settle down into clinical things forever kind of thing. Um, so it's just to keep in mind that, oh, yeah, it is still important to explore the other things that I want to explore as well. And just to keep that in mind. I'll have a bigger question, which is I've never heard you reread a book before. What brought this on? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I never, ever reread stuff. But for some reason, that book came up multiple times in conversations with people over the last few times, over the last few months. For some reason, it just kept coming up. I was like, okay, right, fine. I uh, now have to it. bleep that out again. No. <laughs> I mean, I will uh, bleep it. <laughs> ah, try to keep it PG and there you go. Squaring like Oops. a sailor is what going to WA and getting yeah. boat life does to you. This is what uh, we Australians are. <laughs> yeah, okay. So just because it kept on coming up, you reread it? Because like, I think yeah. even classics like, you know, Tim Ferriss' four-hour work, which you've only read once. Yeah. yeah. I pretty much never ever read everything twice, but this just came up so many times. I was like, well... This seems like more than a coincidence. All right, I'll just read it again. Yeah, no, and fair enough. Does so again. And I think, honestly, you should probably reread. This is also the guy who'll be like, what? We'll watch like a TV show. It'll be three days between episodes. Like, who's that again? What's that character? Huh? I thought they were dead. 
was like, this character didn't even exist in the last last episode. Like, oh, that's why I thought they were dead. (laughs) Yeah, this does happen quite a bit. So I think for me, adding some stuff to the reread list is the thing I need to do. (laughs) Or make flashcards. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's how I normally get by. (laughs) Uh, For me, it was um, that um david foster wallace uh talk called this is water Hmm. he gave it as a commencement speech and kind of like it it, so unlike the alchemist the first time i heard it i kind of was like it didn't it i could tell that it had something interesting to say but i just wasn't quite there like i kind of heard it and i was like i think i get it but i don't really and then for whatever reason, it felt like it was something that I would get something out of. So I listened to it again, like a few months later. And then that was like the first instance where I was just like, oh, wow, this actually, it, it's kind of, it's hard to describe as a talk because it's like a series of parables of everyday life. Like it's him going to work and coming home and going to the supermarket. It sounds kind of relatively boring, but it, it's kind of like the whole story worthy uh, thing. He takes the everyday concepts and he extrapolates it to to find the interesting in the mundane um and the first bit of it was the first time i kind of listened to it and got something out of it um it was more about how you know that everyone kind of assumes that to have a meaningful life you i don't know need to jump out of planes or go fight in wars and whatnot but mm-hmm. it's to try and find the meaningful things in the everyday it's like the if you've ever followed like humans of new york like the guy who used to be i think some sort of day trader for bonds and he got laid off but he always wanted to be a photographer so he ended up just taking a camera moving to new york essentially barely making a living but he just started taking photos of people. And what he found was that his photos, even Neil's is like, look, they're not anything that special, but it's more, I got good at interviewing and getting to know people and hearing their stories. And that's mm-hmm. what made it interesting. Cause like, you look at the photos and you're like, yeah, they're cool. But it's more just yeah. the descriptions are so good for a random stranger. Like you read it and you're like, they're literally giving you a life story. And so he became known for that. But, um, you know, he took, just an everyday thing, which was like, there's so many photographers now, every phone can probably do better. Actually, the phone can definitely do better photos than, uh, yep. <laughs> I actually it's found- primary camera okay. of choice. Well, actually, I found the old, remember when we went to Tassie and we saw the Aurora? Yeah. Yeah, so I found that old photo and I was looking at it and I was like, I'm pretty sure when I went to Iceland like five years ago and took my Samsung and just, did a long exposure on that like it's not wasn't yep. quite there but i'm pretty sure like after uh, I, there was a lunar eclipse earlier this year and i used my now old phone to take a photo and i was like damn even with digital zoom and all the stuff and it was literally me balancing it on a cup uh, on, from the balcony of a hotel because i didn't take all my equipment with me and just triggering it with like the s pen thing um that did a better job than my camera if i didn't have the right lenses and all the right kit so it's um emma has been in the u.s for the last year and a half <laughs> and um i'm still doing my photography yeah well anyway without getting too sidetracked on yeah. the horror story um yeah so the, the first time i kind of got out of it was just that you know whatever happens to you how you process it is within your control 
and you got to find the meaningful things like just because you live a otherwise average life that's what everyone sees their life as i'm pretty sure unless you're an astronaut but even if you're an astronaut they'll talk about the day-to-day routine stuff right like everything becomes a routine it's only when you kind of go what actually makes it like what are the bits like say you're trying to do something heroic what makes it heroic like why do you care so much about the action hero it's because usually and this is what i got around the second time of it when i listened to it was that it usually comes back to being of service to something greater like be it others or whatnot so the first time was like like take responsibility for whatever it is and the second time was like well actually every single thing that you kind of value like you look up to and you go oh it's like you know the old school action hero stuff it's like well they're out there defending other people it's not because they want to win it's like they're doing it for someone else it's like why do you care about the astronauts like well they're out there taking the risks and exploring so that you like you know they're trying to discover stuff like if there was a let's say there was a elon musk just built a rocket and pissed off to mars and never sent anything back no one would care everyone be like i wonder how he is and that's about it right but it's the fact that the explorers are doing it for humanity. That's what makes it a story worth following. That's why you care, right? It's always this, like, regardless of whether you want to be selfish or not, there is no option. You have to kind of, actually, yeah, the quote, the specific the quote uh, that got to me was, like, in modern day life, uh, there is no such thing as atheism. Everyone worships. Is uh, The only thing you get to choose is what you worship, specifically, be it money, be it power, be it like God or whatever. And that's like the quote that first of all struck like something. Cause I was like, it's kind of true in a, everyone's like core self is based around something like, as in, if you're in a career trajectory, it's like, well, you clearly value career or money or status that comes with it, you know? So the lens of how things work, um, is that there is always something greater that you're trying to aspire towards. And it's always greater than yourself, whether you agree to, like, you want it to be or not, right? But it's just when you align it so that it's for the benefit of everyone, that's when it becomes, like, the hero's journey. And it becomes meaningful. So are you trying to tie together the everyday, regular, mundane, but also with how do you make that of service? Yeah, well, it... I think what it did for me was uh, at the time when I started, because it was like, you know, um, back when you started the journal and everything and I started like that stupid cable website. Oh, yeah. yeah so it was, awesome. it was around that. So it's like I could have, and at the time, like it was, so it started like this random, like buy from the wholesalers and sell it on eBay and whatever. It was just uh, iPhone cables because lightning, great. Um, Without lightning, <laughs> there is no. <laughs> but anyway, the, the thing was that in one, there was one time I put it on sale um, and I put it up on this website and everything sold out within two hours. So basically in two hours, I had at the time earned two weeks worth of income um, and another hour of packing. So I literally was like, wow, like if I keep this up, I could have like a full on e-commerce business out of this, like do the whole drop shipping thing, yada, yada, yada. Um, that talk probably kind of made me question is like, all right, ultimately I could solve people cable problems. Is that going to be more meaningful or is it going to be doing that? Like everyday medicine is like, you know, it becomes a routine thing, but there are difficult things. And that's always been the interesting, challenging stuff for me. Like, like half the stuff I do by choice is the more difficult stuff because I know a lot of people shy away from it, but those are 
the points where I think I can actually make a bit of a difference, like either get get through it without being too serious about it if someone looks anxious or, you know, taking that tiny bit extra thing. Um, and I would say that that talk had a lot to do with giving me the perspective to not just write, like not just base it on financial success, like I could have done the business things that would have been more financially savvy, would have been a better use of time in terms of time to money ratios. But I think the satisfaction of doing a difficult case, knowing that it's difficult and choosing to do the difficult thing, there's something inherently satisfying about that. Hmm. And I think that's a bit of a selfish reason, but I think also ultimately that kind of helps more people um, without getting too sidetracked because I think we're way over time already. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting talk. And every time I listen to it, even now, I'll get some little nugget. And uh, like we were briefly talking about this before. And I think it's to do with more is like if you look at art as a mirror to yourself, it's not so much that the art's changing because it's clearly not. It's just you have changed since the last time you looked and you see a bit of a different edge to you. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a, you know, you've changed on your journey and also what's on your mind at the time is, is also different. Because the best sort of stuff usually has analogies. It's it's kind of like, you know, the the argument is that, that I, I've always found uh, interesting is like, especially with religion, like being a religious person, like, you know, read the Quran and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, there's all this stuff that's vague. And... Hmm. I think for, like, if you think about all the great works of art, they're all kind of parables. They're all kind of these half-truths wrapped in stories because mm -hmm. it's actually the most efficient way. It's kind of like the same. It's the like same talk. You, you get different things out of it depending on how you look at it, right? So it's, again, going back to the last one, it's like a mathematical proof. Different formulas work on the same proof. It's kind of like that. And it's also like, let's just imagine that you, that there is a deity, right? Like, it is like, how are you going to explain, like, say you have a cat, how are you going to explain quantum physics to a cat? You can only talk in the language that a cat understands or like, assuming cats meowing is a language. Um, so you have to break down the story into chunks that are relevant, right? And you can only do that by analogies. Like, how do you expect transdimensional travel? It's like, well, it's like a plane that can also do this, right? It's probably other things. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's probably nothing like a plane. It probably has nothing to it. It's just the closest analogy you could get to, and therefore the inaccuracy start because then once you discover the fourth dimension or whatever, you'd be like, what? Plane, that was a stupid analogy, you know? But at the time, that's the best you had, right? And I think it also taps into that whole concept of sort of what you're trying to hear as well. Yeah. Um, there's some really cool experiments where basically it just sounds like white noise, but then you can listen to what you're supposed to hear in it and then listen to it again, actually then hear it. Um, well, it's like those, you know, those, uh, those, the drawings where it's like, do you see the old lady or the young lady? And it's just like, depending on which way, which lines you pay attention to. The, the difference is this one, it's just nothing at all. Hmm. You just hear white noise the first time, but it's only once you've been primed to hear something that you then hear it when you go oh, back yeah. and listen to the audio again. Well, but there's, there's, like a, there's like a little TikTok thing that I've seen where it's like, it sounds like someone saying blah, 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 blah. And then... The guy goes, which did you hear? It's literally, a, you hear it, 
then they play it again but there's a list of sounds uh, a list of words and it's like it's a does it say blue llama or does it say um yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's, and exactly. it's like when you start reading it you're like oh yeah i can hear all that. yeah it's the same concept and i think when you listen or hear or like read about something new it depends what's on your mind as to what you pick out from that information hmm. so again it comes back to it being a reflection of your change rather than the substance where you're at. like oh, clearly uh, like david foster is dead so it's not like he's going and redoing this is water over and over again <laughs> yeah and it's the same link that i'm listening to unless someone's going around there and editing each file every time <laughs> just to mess with you. yeah uh but yeah that was that's still like every six months to a year i will listen to it again and if i it, it usually reaffirms things but Sometimes I still get something new out of it, but I, it, it's comforting in a way, not so much that you kind of go, oh my God, like there's so much I don't know, but it's like, it's almost become this little marker that I've changed. Like I've, that's yeah. how I've come to look at it. It's like, ah, oh, like it, there's bits that I used to find really meaningful and I just don't anymore. And I think it's because things have been internalized and it's just, that's just how they are now. And whereas other elements, the other edge cases, I'm like, yeah, that thing, like that, I notice more. And then I ponder about that a bit more. Like for a 20 minute speech, that's pretty darn good. That's like a lot of repetitions. Like that is good recycled evergreen content right there. <laughs> I think the takeaway for me is I'm going to probably have a couple of bits and pieces that I accumulate as eh, maybe just touch base every year or something with that content. Yeah. Uh, like I would say this is what a, for, 15 or 18 minutes definitely definitely yeah. worth it and the, yeah, oh, so this so it was interesting right so i did this experiment when i first or second time i heard it where i played it for like a few different friends and you could like mm -hmm. you could watch them because they'd be chatting chatting and then just go silent yeah. like everyone had a different yeah. point right like you could like it's and you'd have to engage them because obviously they'd be paying attention but you could you could make little right. small talk bits but there's bits where they would just not respond like right. it has this like yeah and then everyone had a different one and then i asked them and it's like oh that really hit home or it was like that specific point and i was like wow it's one of those like analogy filled things that seems to apply universally to most people so it actually hits like i don't know everyone keeps on saying if it's different i assume this is what they mean <laughs> mm. all right well on that note. <laughs> okay, something a bit more light-hearted. Yeah. All right, what's the most disgusting thing you've eaten? Go. Well, I had an answer for this. Yeah, you, I didn't oh, yeah. give you time to think about this. You can't say, um, let me think about it. The most, this is from recent past. So the last time I was locked down, so this was a little bit earlier this year for a couple of weeks, I bought a bunch of fish because I was like, great, I'm gonna cook. Okay, before we go any further, I would like to give context. This is a guy that, for the sake of efficiency, has in the past gotten protein powder, green, like, what's it called? Uh, vital greens powder, um, psyllium husk, combined it together into like this porridge mush and gone, huh, it's become like concrete. Yeah, it doesn't taste very good, but... Oh, well, it, it is the most efficient way of eating. He's also the guy who will get brown rice, like sardines, then peel a banana and put it on top just for efficiency. So when I say most disgusting thing, this is the standard that's normal and delicious according to him. 
Got to say, sardines and rice, delicious. Yeah. Banana, better. Is highly efficient because of the nutritional intensity. <laughs> anyway. Day in, day out. This is what my kitchen has to put up with. It's amazing. <laughs> but um, so that's not the disgusting part. That's the delicious part. But uh, when I was cooking, I, you know, I was in quarantine. I was like, oh, well, I may as well do some cooking. And I want to get into, uh, you know, got a whole bunch of different types of fish. It's making a whole bunch of different things, mostly going well. And I was like, ah, oh, I should make some ceviche. Um, unfortunately, I picked the wrong fish, I believe. And also the fish that had been going for the longest days. <laughs> so initially I was like, hmm. This smells questionable, but I've already cut the lemons in half, limes in half. <laughs> so I uh, proceeded to make it anyway. And uh, yeah, that was not a wise, had a few bites and I was like, yeah, it's not worth it because I'm in quarantine. So if I get sick, then I'm going to have to like uh, answer to people as to why am I in isolation in hospital? <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> don't use the old uh, blue grenadier. It was the cheapest cut that was there. Oh, man. Uh, this is also the guy who found this old packet of something in the fridge that was his, and he forgot about it until I pointed it out. Um, you know, I'm out of focus. There, fixed. Um, and he went and cooked something with it. And then the next day when he was in this apartment where that should not have been eaten. And because I didn't see him for the day, then he woke up like 24 hours later going, ow, well, at least that's out of the system now. Well, I mean, I don't like to waste food, so. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to think, uh, like I am not a fan of oysters. Um, I remember the first time I ever had one was one of my friends in, uh, like i went to japan uh, with an old med school a uh, high school friend and his granddad took us out to so in japan the local little sushi joints are in the neighborhood they're like the really expensive things not like the big huge restaurants it's like the local sushi masters are renowned in their little area so we went to one of those places i, I mean i had no idea so i was like yeah so oysters nah not i'm gonna avoid it and it's supposedly really 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 rude right there's also the final course and yeah, uh, yeah first time in japan so i was like all right all right i'll try i'll try to yeah. stomach and i was like it literally has the consistency of snot i do not understand <laughs> like it just hit my mouth and i was like okay gulp i can't i can't chew can't no no and then even then i could feel it slowly slide down and i was like why why is this thing inside my body like it's usually if i'm asleep and i have a cold that i have this sensation why am i voluntarily doing this but i couldn't think about it too much because i knew i'd vomit so i was like okay okay delicious ceviche that's what i'm eating but that, that's not even the worst one though because the worst one to date where i actually started gagging was it was a friend's birthday and they had durian cake and I do not understand how people can eat this stuff. Like I have not eaten a proper durian. So maybe there's something delicious about the flavor, but just the smell. So I pinched my nose and I took a bite off the cake 
And I was like, okay, it tastes like cakes. Then I let go of my nose and I was like, that was the worst mistake. I had to get a piece of paper, like a napkin and just spit it out. I was just like, holy dear God, like what is wrong with those people's olfactory nerves? They tell you something, stay away. Like seriously, it's like your senses are there for a reason. Like it, it, none of it smelt delicious ever. Like I could kind of get by by pinching my nose. But the moment the sensations came back, it was like the full body expulsion reflex had kicked in. I was like, nah, this ain't happening. Yeah, I'll agree. I'm firmly in the not durian fan camp. Well, I just don't and, understand uh, how you can like it. Like people clearly do and well, it's very divisive, but I just, what about it is good? Of my family, my mom loves it. And so how? I remember- like, what? <laughs> how do you ignore the smell? Like I can't yeah, even get so to this the taste part. So we used to, whenever we go for like road trips in Sri Lanka, in the van, there would be a durian inside. Like durian, not Stinking jackfruit. Out durian. the entire van. Oh. Yeah. But the, yeah. how do they explore the smell? Like the ones that like durian? Like, it's like, is it so delicious? I'm like, no, it's not. Wow. <laughs> okay. Because that's the bit. Like, I, I'm sure it might actually taste nice. I will concede that I could never get to that point to even get to the taste. It's well, like, you know, if you're going and you see like a pit full of spikes and there's like a narrow plank and someone's going, no, 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 it'll be fine. You kind of go, nah, I'll be right. I'll go over there. Thanks. It just kind of is like the full body version of that. It's like, nah, I'm okay without salmonella. That's okay. Raw chicken can sit on the side. Durian kind of goes there. It's like everything about the smell, like evolutionarily tells me I should not eat this thing. Like, this is not safe. should probably stay away. So I'll do just that. I feel like this will be a strongly polarizing thing in our viewers. And something that those polarized viewers can leave us a voicemail about. What a segue. What a segue. Wow. Wow. You should invent scooters or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay well, well on that note that that's probably the longest mini suit we've done <laughs> well still less than 70 minutes so it's something a moderate sword. <laughs> well anyway that's it for this episode uh so as Chandra said i don't know like uh, i hope most people are on the anti-durian camp but let's see if you do have any friendly durian messages uh send it through so it's podcast at photos by com or um, there should be a message link wherever you're listening to this. It says, you know, it's like anchor.fm slash randin slash message, I think is the URL. Um, but yes, otherwise, any feedback, uh, we'd love to hear it. And if we get messages, we will restart Growing Up Brown, which features uh, parental paranoia stories, which seems to be the most requested feature to date. <laughs> this is true. All right. Anything else? Well... Let's call it a wrap. All right. Bye-byes. Bye. But I suppose it doesn't matter for your sister anymore, does it? Like, she's got her house. Nah, she's got a home charger now, so she's good. Yeah. And she's got a cat. Yeah, two. Yeah, she, she emailed, and I was like, I thought you wanted a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. And then I saw pictures, and I was like, strange-looking dog. <laughs>